When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Wednesday, July 5th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynes, the Guardians uh, win it on Tuesday against the Braves, 6-5 in 10 innings in comeback fashion. Uh, Ahmed Rosario with a big game at the plate. Uh, David Fry showing his versatility and his value to this team, uh, both at the plate and behind it. He gets the walk-off hit. Uh, against Rysel Iglesias in the bottom of the 10th. Uh, just a, a game that had a, a, a lot of different uh, twists and turns, but in the end, uh, the Guardians found a way to get it done. Yeah, just uh, really a big win, uh, Joe, uh, and another uh, you know nail-biter. What, that's their 36th game decided by one run. These guys have played 14 extra inning games. Uh, the, 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 both those categories, uh, lead the major league, major leagues, uh, and they've also played 52 two run games. So <laughs> every game is a, you know, is a tear your hair out, uh, ulcer inducing game with these guys. And, uh, last night was no different. It was, uh, you know, you just, when you think, uh, They've got it wrapped up. Emmanuel Class A comes in in the ninth and gives up a leadoff home run to uh, uh, Ozzy Albies and uh, ties the game and sends it into extra innings. So it was it was one of those edge of the seat games for sure. Yeah, let's not overlook uh, you know with the the lineup that Atlanta is able to put out there and you know they're 30 games over 500, the best team in baseball by record, the best team in terms of just just looking at, uh, you know, their lineup and the their ability to hit the ball. Uh, they had won, what, nine straight uh, going into last night's game. So uh, Cleveland snaps their win streak. Uh, this was, uh, this was you know, one of 162, but, you know, these are the kind of games that you kind of circle and you look back at and you say, hey, maybe this is something that, that got this team headed in the right direction uh, just in time for uh, the All-Star break and, uh, you know, get them feeling good about themselves. Uh, as far as, uh, let's start with the med Rosario cause, cause he's, he's where the game started. And, uh, you know, for the fourth consecutive game, uh, he collects a two run, uh, hit. He, he doubled in or early in the game off Kobe Allard, uh, and, and, you know, drove in a pair of runs. It was the fourth straight game that, uh, a, a Rosario hit had driven in two runs with one swing of the bat. Uh, then he goes on and, and hits a solo home run, and you know he delivers a uh, a, a go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry, a, a game tying RBI uh, in the um, uh, you know in the the eighth inning. Yeah, just uh, you know a big big game by uh, Rosario. Uh, his tenth uh, game with three or more hits this season. Forty first game of three or more hits since 2021. He leads the big leagues in that category. 
And, you know, once this guy gets going, Joe, he is, he is a hard man to stop. And he, and he finally kind of caps the night off by scoring the winning run in, in the 10th inning on uh, Fry's single to left. Yeah, the way the guys talk about uh, Rosario, you know, throw out all of your uh, advanced metrics and all of your, you know, reasons why Ahmed Rosario shouldn't be in the number two hole, shouldn't be in the lineup, defensive metrics and all that. Uh, the way his teammates talk about him after the game and the way that they they place such a value on what he brings to the club, uh, you you know, it, there's an eye test in baseball as well. And, you know, when Ahmed Rosario is swinging the bat the way he is right now, the way he has for really the last uh, several weeks, uh, there's there's a reason why Terry Francona has him penciled into that number two spot in the lineup uh, every day. And, you know, it, it goes beyond uh, just what numbers can really tell you. It's a it's a feel thing. Uh, they They speak very highly of him after games. They say, you know, we know that once he gets one hit or two hits, he's going to hit three or four hits in a game. They come in bunches. Uh, and, and that's just the kind of player that Amen Rosario is. Yeah, he's fun to watch, especially when he gets going like this, Joe. We've seen this for the last two years, about this time of year. You know, he starts swinging a bat. And, you know, all those, you know, early in the season when he's striking, swinging at the first pitch and striking out or can't hit the slider down and away, all that frustration with watching him, you know, kind of goes away when he, when he gets into it into a, a groove like this. And, you know, he's got such a quick bat and he's, and he's so aggressive. And when he's making contact like this, you know, it, it just, you know, one hit isn't enough for this guy. When he gets one hit, you know, the second hit is coming, you know, the third hit is right around the corner and uh, it's so much fun to watch. And I mean, this guy's on fire right now. Yeah. I can't get much hotter than that. Uh, uh, as far as uh, the day that, that David Fry had, um, you got to start with, uh, you know, he starts the game in, in right field. And you know, the last time we saw David Fry out in right field at progressive field, uh, things didn't go so great for him. But he wound up in that game, you know, getting a, a, a go ahead hit with uh, an RBI. Uh, I believe it was Milwaukee where he dropped a fly ball. Uh, was was Bieber on the mound for that game as well? Uh, no, I think he was. Yeah. So, you know, you got to it's it's interesting uh, just to see this guy's journey, uh, you know, around the diamond. He's played six of the nine defensive positions uh, out there for, uh, you know, Cleveland. And the only the only places he hasn't played in the game are uh, shortstop, second base and center field. And it's it's the, that versatility and that value. It, Tito said it brings value um not just to, you know, where he's playing in the field, but where it allows Tito to move guys around and, and put other guys in different positions. Because yesterday he had Tyler Freeman in there at third base. He gave Jose Ramirez a day off on, off his feet as, as the DH. And, you know, you could see where the chess pieces were moving around late in the game when he brought Will Brennan in to play right field as a, as a defensive replacement. Uh, he, had, he had pinch hit for uh, Cam Gallagher, and, uh, you know, that that necessitated Fry's move behind the plate. And he ends up making one of the biggest plays of the game. Yeah, just, uh, you know, the, uh, Miles Straw in the 10th inning. Uh, Eddie Rosario, our old friend, uh, you know, sends a, uh, you know, kind of through through the bat at a, a little blooper uh, to, uh, you know, left center field with the, uh, you know, go ahead run on on third base. And uh, Straw, you know, cut, makes a running catch. And makes a great throw, 
you know, on the air, in the air, no bounce. And uh, Fry gets the ball in front of the plate and just he just kind of dove it. Uh, Sam Hilliard, the uh, you know the uh, the pinch runner, and uh, you know made a great play. It was a double play and ended the inning and you know really kind of you know gave the uh, Guardians momentum going into the bottom of the tenth when they won it. Yeah, there was there was really a, a sense and a, and a vibe after they made that play. There was no way that they weren't going to score. Uh, in the bottom of the 10th inning. Um, and it turned out to be David Fry coming up to the plate and, and delivering his first career walk-off hit uh, fifth of the year for the guardians. And uh, you know, those celebrations never get, uh, never get boring to watch. Uh, David Fry came into the post game uh, press conference uh, pretty much soaking from head to toe. Yeah. They, they got him with, not only did they get him with water, but they got him with ice bucket, the ice bucket too. So, you know, I don't think he needed a shower after the game. No, well, he left a puddle in the, uh, in the chair at the uh, podium. <laughs> so, uh, he, he cleaned that up before Tito got on, uh, got on to give his post game remarks. I want to go back to the throw from straw because I don't, I don't think we, uh, you know, I don't think we give straw maybe enough credit for the strong throwing arm that he does have. And uh, really what started off that inning uh, was uh, prior to um, Rosario's fly ball, uh, you know, we had Sam Hilliard, the pinch runner at second base, starting as the automatic runner for the inning. Uh, but he advanced to third on a, on a deep fly ball. I, I, was it, uh, was it Albies or was it Ozuna? Ozuna. It was Ozuna. Ozuna. So Ozuna puts uh, a straw to the, to the warning track in center field and Straw decided on cork one, uh, and you know, you know, at least make an effort to try and get it there ahead of uh, Hilliard tagging up and going to third. The throw wasn't there; it, was, it wasn't in time. You don't expect a throw like that to be there. It has to be something real special. But uh, Straw said making that throw allowed him to make the throw home. He said it felt a little tingle in his arm when he when he let that one uh, that first throw go, uh, and it, it sort of had him locked in and, and loosened him up for the. Uh, the eventual, uh, you know, big play out at, at the plate. Yeah, Joe. Uh, yeah, that was a good throw, too. I think that almost made it to yep. third base on the fly, too. And, uh, you know, just uh, just a well-timed play. Uh, and, you know, you're right. Straw does have a stronger arm than people think. He, he didn't win the gold glove last year by accident. And uh, he's a good defender. You know, that's what keeps him in the lineup almost every day. And, uh, you know, he, he, I think he knows wh- wh- uh, which side of the, br- you know, his, br- where his br- uh, bread is buttered. And uh, he made that play work for, which is just great throw, great timing, and just a great tag by Fry. Just, uh, you know, <laughs> it just, you know, it just, you, it just shows you how, you know, really like, you know, Fry's what, the 26th guy on the, on the roster, Joe? Mm-hmm, and, you, mm-hmm. and he just shows how talented, you know, you've got to be to play big league baseball and just how you have to take advantage of the opportunities and just, uh, you know, this is a guy, you know, that, you know, if who knows when, when the season started, when spring training started, you know, he, he wasn't even on, uh, you know, I don't think he was even in the plans. And now, yeah. you know, he's playing a huge role on this club. Yeah. And it, like we said, it's, it's the ability to, to let other guys move around in their positions or take days off or, uh, you know, any of that, that, that really does increase his value, uh, as he moves forward. I want to go back to that tag play, uh, at the plate. 
uh, and and just get your thoughts on uh, you know as, as you and I were sitting there in the in the press box watching it. Uh, as soon as the play happened, as soon as the the out was called and the inning was over, I turned to you and I said, "Atlanta's going to challenge this call." Uh, you know, and it was pretty obvious that the throw had beaten him. The tag was there. He was it was a good call in terms of, uh, you know, tagging the guy uh, ahead of the him touching the plate. But uh, you know, the the part that immediately popped into my head and and we saw what happened is Atlanta's got nothing to lose if they challenge that play. And, and really uh, try to see if they can catch David Fry on a violation of uh, the sliding lane where uh, the, the, the rule, and we've seen it a couple of times in Major League Baseball already this year, where um, you know runs have been granted to a team where he was clearly out at the plate, the runner was clearly tagged out. However, uh, it, was, it was ruled that it was a violation of that, that sliding lane, the Buster Posey rule, um, and the, the, you know, the catcher was deemed to have blocked the plate illegally. Uh, this wasn't the case with David Fry. And, and that just goes to show you how difficult this is uh, for a, a play for a catcher to make, where he's got to have everything going on in his head, you know, make sure my feet are in the right place, that I give him a sliding lane, get back to the ball, make the tag. Uh, all those sorts of things have to, to, have to go right uh, now uh, because of the replay and because of, uh, the other team's ability to challenge it, and and they've got nothing to lose if they do. Yeah, and uh, Joe, I still don't think uh, I think that's a flip of the coin that that call. I don't think I think so many you know it, it is interpreted so many different ways by so many different umpires. Uh, yeah, it, Atlanta had nothing to lose by that, but you know I've seen plays earlier this year where I thought the runner had a better lane than uh, than Hilliard had last night and he's been ca- and they've been called out i mean they've been you know the 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 catcher has been ru- ruled uh, for called for blocking the plate and the run is ca- and the run is scored so you know it's just uh it's a rule that needs to be refined really really refined or just done away with i i don't know but it's it it the the, the a game like that shouldn't hang in the balance when when a catcher makes a baseball play and 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 tags a guy out and then you're sitting on pins and needles waiting for some guy in New York to uh, interpret it you know completely different than the than the plate umpire did right and and that's you used a phrase there that I think is is what should be you know the the foremost uh, you know determining factor here you said baseball play and and that's and that's really what that was it was a baseball play that we've seen that play over and over a million times throughout the years and and that's what a throw home and a tag at the plate looks like uh, you know the difference between a play that can injure somebody or a, pl- a play that's dangerous or a, a play where a runner or a defender is making uh, an, an effort uh, that, that goes beyond what a baseball play is. But that right there is a definition of what a baseball play looks like. And, uh, you know, if you reverse that, I think it's a travesty. I think it's something that, uh, you know, it's it's using a rule when you don't necessarily need to use a rule when the the obvious answer is right there in front of your face. Yeah, and you know I thought the key one of the keys was that Fry caught the ball in 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 fair toward territory in the middle in front of the plate, Joe. Didn't you think mm-hmm. that? And he, yeah. you know, so that you know he was giving well, the runner a clear clear lane at least until then, but then when he had the ball He's got a right to go to the runner, I think. But, you know, right. that rule is so crazy and it's been interpreted in so many different ways. I, I really don't know what the rule is. It's, it, it, 
the the part that was was fortunate for David Fry there was that the throw did not take him into the runner's path in order to field it because that's where the interpretation comes in for the umpires. An umpire looking at that, if the throw had taken him into the runner's path, he's allowed to go and get the ball. He's allowed to make that play and field it uh, if it takes him into the runner's path, but that wasn't the case here. So he was able to get it cleanly and come back to the plate, and then you're allowed to block the plate once you have the ball. So uh, it, it, you know, it was just fortunate that it worked out that way because you talk about a game of inches and, and the margins that he has there. If that throw is up the third baseline, even just a little bit, uh, it could cause things to go, uh, you know, to, to go the other way for, for Cleveland. And that wasn't the case. All right. Yeah. yeah we saw what earlier, I think in Washington, Zanino was called for, uh, mm-hmm. you know, blocking the plate. And I thought he, he made a good play too, but you know, he caught the ball with his foot on the line, you know, on the, on the third baseline. And I think that that caused him to block the plate, but, uh, who knows? I, I, it just, that, that's, yeah. that is a, that's a head scratcher to me. And, you know, anytime that happens, you know, you you got to be on the edge of your seat because you just don't know how it's going to be interpreted. Yeah, the the best uh, I, I thought was, uh, you know, Austin Hedges a couple seasons ago, uh, you know, making his remarks about how how <laughs> to, to paraphrase how stupid that rule is, <laughs> and uh, uh, you know, and then he got the fine he got the fine for Major League Baseball, and he he tacked the uh, the letter from uh, the league office over his locker and, and made sure we all saw it. Uh, what was it like seventy five hundred? I think that's what he yeah. got fined, like something, something like that. that. Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of crazy. Uh, all right, uh, you know we do have to talk about uh, Shane Bieber and uh, Emmanuel Classe in that game for all the good <laughs> things that happened. Uh, Shane Bieber and Emmanuel Classe uh, both uh, kind of struggling. Uh, actually, both kind of struggling right now. Bieber, uh, you know, he went. Hey, those those first four innings or so looked pretty good. Uh, hadn't given up. T- I mean, I guess he hadn't given up a hit. If you if you want to count uh, Marcelo Zuna, a, a three bouncer up the middle that gets under Ahmed Rosario's glove, uh, and and he got a glove on it, uh, that that was counted as his first hit. And then the second hit was a a line drive to uh, to left field that uh, Stephen Kwan uh, did or did not trap as he uh, as he dove forward for it. So, um, you know, two questionable hits, but then. Uh, Ozzie Albies delivered a two-run home run, and that one uh, was a hit with no doubt. Yeah, you know, and that's uh, that's the bothersome part, I guess. If you're, you know, if you're the Guardians and uh, you're, uh, you know, and Shane Bieber, you know, we've seen this, you know, like three of his last four starts, he's been hurt by the big inning. Uh, this time uh, in the fifth, when uh, five straight Braves reach base, uh, they they. You know, he still they only scored four runs, so they come out of that with a four-two lead. The game is still within reach for Cleveland, but uh, you know that, that's a development that we've seen outside of his uh, you know six scoreless innings against uh, Kansas City in his previous start. In his last you know four of his last five starts, he's run he's had trouble with the big inning, getting through the lineup you know the third or fourth time, and uh, so I, I I'm not sure what they're going to do with that. Uh, you know, I talked to Carl Willis after the game, the pitching coach. He thought Bieber pitched pretty pitch did a nice job. He said his pitch profiles that was some of you know according to you know stat cast was some of the best of of the season. And I think you know pitching out of that jam in the first inning 
which, mm-hmm. uh, you know, really, um, he said it didn't take too much out of him, but he had to throw 23 pitches, uh, pitch out of a bases loaded jam to keep him off the scoreboard. That certainly didn't get him off on the right foot, Joe. No, and, and the five walks uh, ties career high. That's, uh, you know, that, that's when you can tell he's 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 tinkering. He's trying to be too fine and and, you know, maybe just uh, relying on uh, his his stuff is good enough when he goes after these guys to 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 get him out of situations. I, I think, uh, you know, when he's he's walking five guys, he's just trying to play around too much uh, instead of going back to what works for him. So uh, that's, uh, you know, worrisome there. But uh, Emmanuel Classe. Uh, blowing his seventh uh, league high seventh uh, blown save uh, is something. This is a guy who who needs the All Star break and needs to not pitch uh, when he gets to to Seattle. He needs to to, to rest during the All Star break. I think uh, more than anybody. And that's that's the most hectic hectic three days of the season, Joe. Whether you're a player or you're a non-player. And, uh, you know, I don't think he's going to get much rest at the All-Star game. But, you know, I was, I was also talking to Carl Willis about uh, Class A. And he, you know, I, I asked him if, you know, that 26-pitch uh, inning, that ninth inning Sunday in Chicago may have, uh, you know, kind of, uh, you know, kind of ha- had a, some residual effect uh, last night. And he said no. He said, you know, he give, he had a 0-2 count on on Albies. You know he had thrown him three 99 miles an hour fastballs, and Albies couldn't catch up to it. Then he 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 he, he kind of he said he used a slide step, you know, kind of qu- to quick pitch him. And you know by doing that, he you know he lost like three or four miles an hour off his pitch, and Albies popped it out of the park. So he thought that 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 would that had a fact that played more more of a role than anything else in it. Well, that's uh, you know that, that that's real interesting. I didn't notice the uh, the, the drop off uh, between the the previous couple of pitches and the the last pitch. So uh, interesting that, that that you found that out. Um, so yeah, I, they got to get Class A right if they're gonna you know be successful. Uh, they need Bieber to continue uh, you know being Bieber, I guess. But uh, you know who knows how long this is. He might only have uh, one more uh, start in a Guardians uniform uh, at Progressive Field uh, if, uh, you know, if this is a team that decides it wants to go in a different direction, um, you know, after the All-Star or, you know, after the All-Star break, they come back, they've got, uh, what, another series against Kansas City, Um, you know. Yeah, they got, they finish up with Kansas City, then they go into the break. So, uh, you know, one more start, uh, you know, possibly for Bieber. Uh, and in, in, uh, in Cleveland, uh, the, the trade possibility is out there. Yeah. And we didn't ask him about that last night. We should have, uh, you know, but maybe perhaps that's playing on his mind a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's never really been in this situation where, you know, I mean, he's been involved in rumors, of course, trade rumors, of course, but, you know, now it's getting to be to that point where it's real, you know, I mean, what are the Guardians going to do? Now, my opinion is uh, they, they'd be crazy to trade him now because he's the race. They need all the pitching they can get, but... uh you know they do things different in Cleveland. Uh, that front office, they they they're looking at things 
they're not, you know, it's not black and white with them. It's they're, they're looking at the future. They're looking, you know, what down the road. So who knows? But, you know, I, I don't, you know, I just gut feel. I don't think they'll trade them by the deadline. What's the deadline? August 2nd. So we've still got some time to wait here. But, uh, you know, but perhaps that's weighing on his mind. Who knows? You know, uh, guys yeah. are human beings, too. Uh, it's uh, certainly uh, something to, to think about and, uh, you know, possibly factor in. Uh, he did what move into a tie with, with Addy Joss for 14th on the, the franchise all-time strikeout list, 920 strikeouts. Um, so, you know, so just something to keep in perspective. He's He's been uh, in Cleveland all his career, uh, and, and that's obviously going to, you know, weigh on a guy's mind, like you said. Uh, Cal Quantrill, Mike Soroka. Uh, two pitchers who are, are coming back uh, from injuries, uh, limited in their, their number of starts uh, this season. Uh, they will be on the mound for the series finale uh, tonight. Uh, what are we expecting uh, from Quantrill and Soroka? And can uh, can either of these bullpens uh, survive if, if one of these guys goes short tonight? Yeah, Joe, this will be Quantrill's second start since coming off the I.L. with the sore shoulder. Uh, you know, you saw him in Chicago against the Cubs. Uh, you know, not not his best outing for sure. Three in the third innings, eight hits, six runs, two walks, one K, seventy four pitches. That's a lot of pitches for three and a third. You know, obviously probably a little amped up to get back on the mound. So I think we'll get a better read of Quantrill uh, tonight, just where he is and where you know what what his you know how he goes into the All Star break and how he'll come out in the second half. Yeah, and Soroka, a guy who, you know, at one time was thought to be the the future for this uh, Atlanta Braves franchise, one of the cornerstones of their rotation. Uh, but he's he's been battling injuries basically since the uh, the pandemic year uh, when he had an Achilles injury, uh, and he's he's been back and forth on the injured list. And uh, you know, he's I think he's only made three starts this season, so it uh, should be interesting to see how deep he can get into a game as well. Yeah, and COVID, you know, we saw, you know, kind of the same uh, kind of, you know, uh, same kind of situation with uh, Colby Albert, Allard, uh, their left-hander, Atlanta's left-hander last night. He he had only made a, what, one or two starts since coming off the IL since spring training, and he pitched pretty good, Joe, I thought. Five yeah. innings, three earned runs, uh, did a nice job against Cleveland's lineup. Uh, it's going to be uh, tonight at Progressive Field. We'll uh, be back tomorrow to bring you a, a wrap-up of it and, uh, and looking ahead uh, to a Kansas City series. Uh, Hoynes, we'll talk to you then. All right, Joe.